Welcome to the Mission North Shore podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry here at the Mission, visit us online at www.themissionnorthshore.org. Thanks for listening. God bless. Alrighty, what we are talking about, what we have been talking about, if you haven't noticed, is uh, ultimately the over view is that we're talking about core values. And uh, believe it or not, this church has something that's called core values. You can see it on our website. And what it is, what it says there on the website, it says that these are things that we as a church place the highest value on. Okay, and what the list is, and we covered, who knows what the first one is, was worship. That's why for last week and the week before, we talked about worship and really worship. Um, I don't know how many people enjoyed it last week. I really enjoyed it. And it helped me to uh, continue on in something that I'll start off saying with all of these, that we don't want these to cover these things, worship, you know, the Word, prayer, community, one another, world missions. We don't want to co- cover them and for the one week be kind of cranked up and all pumped up about it. And then the next week, then we just forget about it and jump on to one other subject. Okay? So uh, with our core values, what we're doing, we're identifying spiritual disciplines that are essential to spiritual growth. So these things, and I looked on a bunch of websites because I figured every church probably has something like it. And I'm guessing every church probably has the same list because these things are foundational to the Christian walk. They're essential to spiritual growth for us as individuals. So each one of us individually and also for the church as a whole, as a community together of believers. They are essential to fulfill the mission of Christ on this earth. Okay, Our calling and our calling as this church, the Mission North Shore. These are not optional. So they're not things that you're like, well, I like this one, but I don't really like this one. They are not unrelated to each other either. So each, as I look at each one of these things, they actually overlap. Each one of these things complement the other. Um, each are of equal value and importance. Okay, and last week we started on worship. It isn't like we listed them in, in numbers of importance. Okay, It's good to start with worship. Why? Because that gets our focus on God. And what is worship? Just kind of like a little overview. That worship is about God. Worship is to God. And worship is for God. Okay, so hopefully as we covered it last week, that you're going to be always worshiping. Today what we're going to do is to take a look at the Word of God. Alrighty, that's the subject that we're covering today. And uh, my title is Us in the Word and the Word in Us. So we need to be in the Word. 
and the Word needs to be in us. And when I go through, then, then I'll kind of explain that. When I picked this you know, subject here, because uh, Brandon and I are kind of going, taking turns, doing the messages, covering this list. And uh, I really wanted to do this one. And normally when I come up here, and, and probably most of you, half of you have been here when I've talked before, and, and it seems like every time I have a message, it's something that I feel like that I'm weak in or I'm lacking in. And for some reason, I, I get the very thing that I have to speak about, but I can't, I'm not confident to say that, yeah, I got this all together in this subject. Okay, maybe that will never happen. But with this, the Bible and the Word of God is something that I feel like I do right. This is something that is a passion of mine. Okay, and I probably could spend the whole morning expounding on that. That it is not and never has been hard for me to read my Bible. Never. And a day, I'm almost um, leery, which rarely happens, that I start my day without having been in the Word. Because I need to, and those of you that know me know that, that I need to have that up in my head and in my heart as I start my day. Okay? The Word of God is essential to spiritual growth and to fulfilling the mission of Jesus Christ on this earth, as we said in the core values. Core Looked up the word. What that means is foundational, central, essential, really important. It is of equal importance. So being in the word is equally important to us individually as well as us here when we meet as a, bi- as a body. The Bible is God speaking to us. I don't know how many of you out there have considered it. But when you read your Bible, you think about it that way. The Bible is literally God speaking to us. That's what He's going to say. And uh, I was sharing this morning that I've been a Christian for 45 years. I've read the Bible for 45 years. And it never fails for me that it speaks to me. When I open it up every day, it's, I expect, and it always delivers. It doesn't always tell me what I want to hear, but it always speaks to me. And it's stuff that I need to hear, not necessarily what I want to hear. So the Bible is God speaking to me, and the Bible is God speaking to you. A quote that I just read recently says that we are drowning in information while starving for wisdom. And there is a lot of information out there. There's a lot of voices to be heard. Okay, but what we are looking for and what we get in the Bible is true wisdom from God. The Bible is God's story. 
It reveals his word, what he said, his character, all that he is, and his works, all he has done, and all he is doing. So I'm going to kind of hammer in those two points. Us in the Word, that we need to be in the Word. And the Word in us, that the Word needs to be with us, in us. And, and I'll expound on that. Now I'm, uh, let's throw, open up our Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. Okay, today, uh, specifically what I had them do, there's going to be some of the references up there. All the references that are going to come up on the screen um, None of them are written out because I kind of wanted everybody to, at least for the morning, kind of do a little exercise uh, looking through their Bibles. Okay, so Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, and let's pray. Lord, we do ask that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, that our desire is that you would fill us with a love for your word. Lord, our desire is that you would help us to really uh, commit ourselves to the authority of your word. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. What this is, and if you look back, if you got a, a red letter edition, you can see that starting in Matthew chapter 5, that this is the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, and I had the benefit, blessing of actually going there in Israel to the, that area where they say is the traditional site where Jesus gave that amazing message, right? Starting off, if you remember, it's like three chapters, a long teaching in the beginning, blessed are the poor in spirit, right? And it goes on all the way. And this is... The, uh, what he says here in 24, therefore, this is kind of the, the wrap-up, the summary after three chapters of teaching, just the most phenomenal words that anybody ever heard. Okay, and he says, Jesus says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So in verses 24 to 25, Jesus describes the wise man. And he says the wise man, right, he likens him to everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them. In 26 to 27, he describes the foolish man. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them. These passages are contrasting 
action with inaction. Also contrasting the results in regard to what those two guys did with his words. So there's the wise and the foolish, right? The building on solid foundation and the building on a shaky foundation. And the result is one stands and one falls. So all there, Jesus says, whoever hears. Now, in this story here that Jesus tells, they both heard. Both of them heard. They both heard the same words. But the difference was one guy did what he had heard. Hearing and doing his word. Obviously applied to each one of us. How important is the word of God to you? Is it essential? Is it at the core of your life? Could you say that you built your life on His Word? Are we hearing the Word? And not just on Sunday mornings here. And this is a good thing. And uh, something that, you know, also that I'm really stoked about is that, you know what, I notice that every Sunday morning, a lot of people have their, their Bibles out. And they're reading it. And they're looking. And if you're like me, I like to underline. I bring my notebook. I like to take notes because it helps me, I think, to remember. And I want it to be stuck in my head. So not, we're not talking only about the message on Sunday mornings, but how often you're in the Word for yourself during the week, every single day. And then... Analogy that, you know, I think in my head that as we meet here in church and as we hear someone sharing the Word, that is kind of like eating out. That it's a treat, right? Someone else cooks the meal. Somebody serves you. Somebody cleans up, right? And that is not a bad thing, but what happens... You know, and I don't know that we can't afford to eat like that. I know in my house, we can't afford to eat like that breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Okay, and sometimes what happens is that if we approach the Word that way, okay, at some point, you know, if we are just hearing the Word. This is the only time that we get the Word. Now we're going to be awful hungry, right? If you ate one meal a day, I mean not even one meal a day, if you ate one meal throughout the week, you'd be awful hungry. And you would be really weak. And that's the same thing for us to look at the Word. You know, I guess what I'm saying is that it is important for us to be in the Word regularly and, you know what, daily. You never can read the Word enough. And I've heard a lot of people, and 
because it's something that's really important to me, I'll ask people. And I've heard many people say that they haven't read it enough. You know, you've been reading your Bible? Uh, I, I read it last week. But I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that they read it too much. Okay? And I don't want to lay a trip on somebody, but it's, it's kind of like a funny little thing. And I did look this morning in our Lost and Found. You know, I'm not pointing anybody out. But I know once in a while, like, like a Bible ends up in there. There's actually a Bible in there this morning. But maybe the guy got it from the first. But I'm going, you know what? Sometimes, some of those Bibles been there for ever. And we take them home or something. And uh, it makes me kind of think that, man, somebody left their Bible here, but they didn't even notice. Right? Not a... Not a good sign. Right? If you could leave your Bible, you wouldn't even notice that it was gone. Some people go, hey, I forgot my Bible. There's some guys on the way home that I get a phone call. Hey, did you find I left my Bible at church? Okay? Uh, it's okay to leave your Bible at church, but if you don't ever claim it, then that's probably not okay. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, Like newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the Word, so that... By it, you may grow in respect to salvation. Right? So he's saying, look, if you're a new Christian, and I can tell you, when I was a new Christian, I had a little Bible. And, man, that thing was, it was a New Testament, and I got one just like it. It was called Good News for Modern Man. If you're old as I am, then you probably remember that thing. You know, a real simple translation. And, Man, that thing was like gold to me. I remember taking, I, w- I was going surfing, I would take my Bible with me. Because it was the first time that I had ever read the Bible. And that thing was amazed to me. And it spoke to me all the time. In Hebrews, and if you turn to Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 to 14, is another scripture. Yeah, I tell you that I I cheated a little bit because I put markers where all these scriptures are. So um, Hebrews chapter five, verses twelve to fourteen. He says here, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. For you have not come to need milk. Uh, for you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature because uh, who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. So what's he saying here? Okay, look, we start off on the milk of the word. But we don't stay there that we need to move up into the meat of the Word. Okay, and whatever that means, wherever you're at in your walk, right? Milk or meat. Okay, if you're a new Christian, 
then you're going to be getting the milk of the Word if you read in there. But if you're an older Christian, you've been a Christian for a while, and you're still drinking milk, then something's wrong. And I guess, you know, just the, the whole principle of that is to, you know what, not just read your Bible, but dig deeper in the Bible. Jesus said about hearing, right? Hearing the Word. If we don't get in the Word, we're not going to hear it. If you're not putting it in here and here, then you're not going to hear it. But He says it's not just hearing, but also doing. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In James it says, faith without works is dead. So true faith has action. Right? And as we read the Word, it's going to move us into action. In Hebrews, the author of Hebrews is talking about the Israelites and at the time of Moses. And after all of that, hearing God's voice at the mountain, Moses coming down with the Ten Commandments written by the hand of God and all, that they went off. And he says about that, he says, but the word they heard, so the word they heard was literally the voice of God, did not profit them. The word they heard did not profit them because it was not united in faith in those who heard. So they heard the Word, but there was no faith. There was no action to it. Hearing is the first step, and doing is the follow-through of what we hear and read in the Word. Jesus says that the wise man hears and does, and his house stands. So as we read the Word, what do we need to do? You know, I'm sure that I have it in this part, but I'll, I'll kind of say it here and say it there, that, you know what, when we hear God speaking to us, the wise thing to do is to do it. Right? He doesn't always say what we want to do. He doesn't always tell us that. We don't always like what He says, but He's always wiser and uh, if you walk with the Lord for any amount of time, you'll know that, that God is always right. Is that funny? <laughs> yeah, sounds like me. Us in the Word and the Word in us. Let's turn to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Gospel of John, chapter 10. This is Jesus, and this is the section where He says that He is the Good Shepherd. We're going to start in verse 3 and read the 5. To Him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear His voice. Whose voice? The shepherd's voice. And He calls His own sheep by name and leads them out. When He puts forth all His own, He goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow Him because they know His voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from Him 
because they do not know the voice of strangers. Man, I love that scriptures. How amazing is that? Jesus says in verse 3 that the sheep hear His voice. And with that, the word in us, I hope that each one of us can say that, that we hear the voice of God. Okay? We hear the voice of God, especially when we read our Bible. I hope when you read that your heart's open and when you read, you read with anticipation that, you know what, when I open this up, He is going to speak to me. Whatever it is. Okay, and that's a whole other message, what, how the Word can speak to us. In verse 4, he goes on to say that the shepherd goes ahead of them and the sheep follow. The shepherd goes ahead, the sheep follow. Why? Because they know his voice. It's a voice that they recognize. And I was sharing this morning that uh, when I was a kid, it didn't matter. I'm playing on the street or, you know, outside. And uh, one voice could be heard. Through all the other voices that was there. And that was the voice of my mom. Okay? She even had a mean whistle, too. And it didn't matter. Could be You could have been at a rock concert, and I could have heard her calling me. Why? Because I recognize that voice. And that's what Jesus is saying here, is that, you know what? We need to get to that place with Him where we recognize His voice. Why is that? Because you know what? Right now, there are a lot of voices. Right? And I was kind of considering this, verse 5. The sheep will not follow a stranger, but will flee. Why? Because they do not know the voice of strangers. They don't recognize that voice. Okay, but in me thinking about it, you know what? I have here the question, have we been following strangers? Even as Christians, you can listen to a voice other than the shepherd's voice. And also at the same time, it made me think of a voice that I listen to a lot. And that's my voice. And my voice, what I think in my head, and what I kind of formulate in my thinking, and I don't, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'll raise my hand, right? That you, I have conversations with myself. Right? And everybody, I know you all do, right? You might even have like a little fight with yourself in your head. Doesn't that make sense? And you know what? Even my voice, what I'm telling myself, fits in that category of the voice of the stranger. That the voice that's most important that I need to hear is the voice of the Lord. And the voice that's in the Word of God. That's what I need to hear. Because I can tell you, that voice inside of my head and the other ones aren't always good. It doesn't always lead us in the right place. 
And this is what we have in the Word is a sure thing. How important is the Word of God in your life presently? Do you recognize His voice? Are you following Him? Or are you listening to strangers and following them? Or are you only listening to your voice? The voice that's inside of you. How much authority does the Word have in your life? And that was a big point that I wanted to stress was the authority of the Word. That for me, in my life, this Word is the ultimate authority. And I've proven it over and over and over in times that I think that I know better or I got a better plan or there's no, I don't see how that can work out. That, you know what? God always comes through. And He's always right. And where there seems to be no way, He makes a way. And when I'm all confused, you know what? If I look in the Word, then the Word lines it up. And it is wisdom to be looking in the Word. Reading the Bible is more than for acquiring information. And I have here to read for relationship. Read for relationship. What I'm talking about has to do with a relationship with the God of the Word. So that we recognize His voice and follow out of love for Him. So the more that we are in here, the more that we're going to know Him. Howard Hendricks has this amazing book. Uh, I meant to bring it and I forgot it. It's called Living by the Word. It's an unreal book on how to get more out of your Bible study. Okay, your personal Bible study. And he says the ultimate benefit of first-hand Bible study is that you fall in love with the author. And I hope, and as I was considering, you know, the Word, that, you know what, I know, and that doesn't happen to me. I don't read the Word out of drudgery or routine or guilt or any other thing. That, you know what, I love what's in here. It has benefited me for 45 years. I have no intention of stopping. If you are in love with the author, you will be in love with his word. Let's look at Psalms chapter 119. Psalms 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. And it's all about the word of God. I'm going to start reading. um, I'm going to read verse 97. Psalms 119, just about in the middle of your Bible. Verse 97, David wrote this psalm and he says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. And also verse 24. He says, Your testimonies also are my delight. They are my counselors. Okay, that's just a fraction of What's in here? Just in, in Psalms 119. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, he says here to be diligent 
And some versions uh, has the word study. To present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed accurately handling the word of truth. Us in the word, us committing ourselves to regular and not regular, I mean like daily. It is not too much to ask for us to daily be in the Bible. Okay, and digging. Not just like reading a couple, you know, random here and there. Digging into the Word. Because it's for our benefit. And also, the second point is having the Word in us. And us living under the authority of what God says. Because what's written in here is written, as this says, for our benefit. Right? What's in the Bible is not laying a trip on us. This was written and God went through a lot of pains and over a long period of time to have us. This is with us today. And He says there that it's for our benefit. It benefits us. How much you are in the Word shows. Right? If you're in the Word... And you're, if I'm talking to someone, I can tell if they've been reading their Bible or not. Right? It's obvious in your actions, in your conversation, your language, your attitude, your thought life, your decisions, your opinions. And I guess the you know, exhortation that I want to pass out here is that. You know what? The authority that we need to place ourselves on the authority of the Word. I'm not saying me or trip or anything else. What God tells you from the Word. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. To summarize what we're talking about today. Jesus says, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Continuing in the word. For us, we want to be in the word. Are we in the word? Do we need to be in the word more? What are we going to do with what we heard Today and what changes do we need to make? Are you in the Word? And is the Word in you? Let's pray. Lord, we do ask that... Lord, we have an opportunity to hear at any time You speaking to us. Lord, what an amazing consideration. Lord, we know that Your Word is sure and Your Word is true. Lord, You said that heaven and earth will pass away, but Your Word will never pass away. Lord, we do ask that You would make us people of Your Word. Lord, that it wouldn't be, you know, a task to read our Bibles. Lord, that You would 
give us a love for your word. Lord, that we would, you know, just be so dependent. Lord, I do pray for anyone that's out there. Lord, whatever their struggle is, maybe it's hard for them to understand. Lord, maybe they're so busy. Lord, all the different things. Lord, that they would hear your voice. Lord, and that they would, you know, be able to apply what we talked about today. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.